You're listening to Creating Impact Through Giving, a podcast brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, providing you with the stories, techniques, and tools around impactful giving. On this show, we'll talk to donors, professional advisors, nonprofit leaders, and our own team of experts to identify charitable strategies that have resulted in some of our most impactful gifts. Many donors today who wish to contribute to their favorite charities can do so by withdrawing money from their IRAs. A lot of people didn't know that could happen. This is known through something called a QCD or a Qualified Charitable Distribution. Hello there, I'm Dan Martell and welcome back to our monthly podcast, Creating Impact Through Giving, which is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Today we'll be speaking with Julie Dice, the Director of Advisor Partnerships and Plan Giving here at the Foundation. Laura Moon, who works in donor services and development, and Richard Opdyke, a longtime donor with the foundation who has contributed to his favorite charities using a QCD. Our first guests today are Julie Dice and Laura Moon of the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dan. We're glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you for being here. So, I want to get into this whole discussion about uh, qualified charitable distributions, kind of what is what a QCD is. A lot of people know it as an IRA rollover. Okay. So like you hear that terminology, but a qualified charitable distribution is a distribution out of your IRA um, that goes directly to a charity. So that's okay. exactly okay. what it is. Excellent. Well, I'm <laughs> glad to know. And I know there's a lot of people out there that had no idea that could be done. So let's talk a little bit about that. So, Julie, since I'm uh, on, on with you right now, what are some of the advantages a, do- a donor can receive by making contributions through a QCD? So when a donor or an individual res- gets to 70 and a half, they can look at their IRA and go, you know, I may have some either a, a eventual taxable estate or I might want to assist charity. So one thing that they can do, they can take money, a distribution from their IRA, a qualified IRA, and they can distribute it to a charity. Um, One benefit of that is it will reduce the size of that IRA, which would reduce the size of a taxable estate. Maybe not so much, but it might help. Um, But once you get to be 73, which is this year that the new law is 73, when you are required to do a required minimum distribution, when you pull that money out of the IRA, that is part of your income, and that is reported on taxes. Let's say you have other income that's coming in and you go, oh my goodness, I've got to take that $10,000 IRA. That's really going to possibly pop me up into another tax bracket. That's right. So they take the money and they give it to a charity. It is not a deduction, but it, it allows that charity to use the full value of that. The individual um, does not get a tax deduction, but it does not go on their taxes. And that, to me, you know, it's a way that you can be charitable, but then also have some benefit tax-wise. Julie, I want to um, stay a little bit on that, that same topic. So you're saying that there is a minimum at the age of 73, the person that holds the IRA is forced to have to make some kind of a distribution. That is, that is correct. Because for all, you know, their working life, they've put funds in this for this very reason. When they've retired and they need that extra income to you know, maybe fill out so you know Social Security or whatever. But sometimes they have additional income streams that they didn't think about when they were younger, and so they start looking at this required minimum distribution almost with a little bit of dread. 
they think, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with that? That's going to put me in another tax bracket, or I, you know, I really don't want to use that money right now. I don't need that money right now. This is a great way they can use the money and they can benefit the charities they love. Laura, are you finding more and more donors looking at, at this type of uh, situation to make some kind of a charitable distribution? Yeah, most definitely. Um, as was being said earlier, uh, most people don't even realize maybe that you have to take a required minimum distribution um, or that there's even a qualified charity distribution option to kind of replace that uh, income that you're required to take. Um, but once once a donor figures out about it, you find that year um, over year, they come to rely on that qualified charity distribution to kind of bypass um, that income and support a charity that they really mm-hmm. care about. Excellent. Well, how does a QCD different from a typical IRA withdrawal? So you have to be careful. So let's say you go, oh, I have to take, my RMD is $10,000 this year. I'm going to take it as a distribution and I'm going to give it to the charity. Do not do that. Do not do that. Because, because you've withdrawn it, now that's taxable income. Even though you gave it to the charity, you know, after the fact. So the qualified charitable distribution is may not be all of your RMD. You have to work with your IRA holder, your financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot out there that they understand this process and they can answer a lot of those questions like, when do I do that? And that is, timing is crucial. You need to be able to do it by the end of the year. So you have to itemize it when you use a QCD? No, you do, you not, do not itemize. Oh, okay. So remember, remember, this is the money that is the RMD is coming in as income. So when it goes straight to the charity, you can't touch it. When it goes straight to the charity, it doesn't even show up on your taxes at all. So you don't even have to itemize to benefit from this particular strategy. You know, I know that um, people start IRAs at various times throughout their lives and in various phases of their careers. But my understanding is that you have to be a certain age before you can, can become eligible for a QCD, and you had mentioned that 70 and a half. Is that a a recent deal or has that been around for a while? That has been around for a while. What has changed with the new law that was signed by Biden, that increased the required minimum distribution to be taken from 72 to 73. So that is the one big change. There are other changes, like they've shortened the window if you have an inherited IRA, and there's conversations about split interest gifts, which probably is another podcast. So why is that? Why is there an age restriction on this? If somebody 69 couldn't do something like this, why is that? Laura and I will be glad to discuss with you the wisdom of the U.S. government and the IRS services. Um, okay. What do you think, Laura? <laughs> I think it's an excellent point. I think it's um, a great... Maybe that's another whole podcast episode. We've got, we're lying So there up. really isn't any set rule. It's just, that's just the way that the, the feds decided to, to make it, correct? Yeah. Interesting. And is there a maximum annual amount that uh, you can qualify for a QCD? I yes. Mean, what is that? So the maximum that you can utilize for a QCD is $100,000. All I don't right. think there's a minimum, is there, Laura? No. no. So let me ask you this. Let's say um, when it comes to tax reporting, how, do, how does this work with a QCD? And would it be a, just a normal distribution on an IRS form? How does that work? So the QCD, whenever you uh, take a QCD, it's reported by your IRA custodian as a normal distribution on your IRS form 1099-R. So it's going to look normal, um, but again, you're getting to bypass that income that you would have to take with your required minimum distribution from your IRA. Um, so your IRA custodian will take care of it on your uh, um, for the IRS form, 
And um, it just looks kind of like a normal distribution, but it's a qualified charitable you know, distribution. So I, you know, it's interesting. I hear things that, you know, this is something that could be a, a great tax benefit. Is that true? Well, it is. If you're reducing your taxable income by that fund bypassing your your income stream, you know. So in that essence, it is. And you're, to me, the biggest benefit is helping a charity that you love. Absolutely. That true. That That's what makes me happy. And is that uh, is that the reason that people come to the Oklahoma City Community Foundation to speak with you and your team about things like that? How they can make a difference. That's what it's all about. It's what they want to do. I know Laura has lots of stories about those donors that have come to her and said, hey, I would like to do this. I know that there are, so be careful when you start talking about a qualified charitable distribution because there are requirements. And that's why you really need to talk to your financial advisor, Mm -hmm. your accountant, and then talk to one of us at OCCF. As Julie said, it's, there are, I mean, we have to meet uh, whatever requirements the IRS puts on, um, you know, distributing to charities. So it has to go to a 501c3 oh, good. Okay. public That's charity. Good All right. yes. um, so it can't go to a private foundation. Okay. So if you've got your family foundation, that wouldn't qualify because that's not a public charity. Um, churches or anything like that? Yep. Those don't, don't those, count. Um, churches they do, do count. count. They do yeah. count. Okay. Because in the, in the IRS's eyes, those are 501c3 public charities, whether or not they have to file um, with it. the IRS. Ah, so interesting. Okay. A, public, a local public school. Um, a donor advised fund um, isn't allowed to receive those, but a donor designated fund, which we also hold and distribute from at the OCCF, uh, are allowed to receive okay. those distributions. All right. So, yeah, definitely some restrictions and some rules that you need to know about before you decide, hey, I'm going to, I want to pull some money out of my IRA. So, you got to do a little bit of research if you're interested in doing that. But, uh, I mean, just imagine the impact that one can make if, if they are allowed to do that, which is kind of cool. Uh, later in, in this podcast, we're going to be speaking to one of the, the donors at OCCF, Mr. Oh, Richard Opdyke. Yes. Did you know Richard. Yes. Uh, and I know that he set up uh, uh, something like this. Tell me a little bit about what he did. Now, Laura, this might have been before my time. Did you work with him? No, that would have actually been um, Megan Hornbeek. Oh. Our, our scholarship department uh, is able to establish scholarships that can receive qualified charitable distributions easily because there is no advisement for a scholarship fund. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have a number of other funds that are like that. So if it isn't a specific charity that you want to support directly with cash in hand, if maybe you want to support their endowment or a scholarship fund, um, those can also receive qualified charitable distributions um, a little bit more straightforward. Um, And we have a great scholarship team that can work with you and decide what type of student you want to support for that scholarship. How popular are QCDs? Well, obviously, we this is a topic that comes in, up quite a bit. So um, I asked Joe Carter, my boss, the other day. He is actually seeing that the use of the QCD grow uh, in terms of that philanthropy. So it is a very popular mechanism. Excellent. Well, that's good to know. One thing that I wish advisors knew, a lot of them don't realize the impact of how a QCD can reduce that taxable estate and the high taxed aspect of an IRA. So I wish advisors knew how much of an impact that they could make when they work with their client and they work with us and the influence that they have. So let me ask you, let's say I've got $500,000 in an IRA. Okay. And let's say I decide, all right, I'm going to be 70 and a half in two months. So I've got $500,000 mm-hmm. sitting in my, is, could it be either a, a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA? Does it matter? Or? Well, Roth has already had, it's been, it's pre-tax. It's a qualified plan. And all I right. know that there are different requirements for a 401 
be, so you do need to check with your advisor on that. I'm talking traditional IRA. All right, so let's talk about that. I have $500,000 if I'm a donor in my traditional IRA, and I'm about to be 70 and a half, and there's a favorite charity here in Oklahoma City Mm -hmm. that I'm interested in in supporting. Right. And I decide to go to the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and say, hey, I'm really looking forward to making a contribution. How does that process work? The way that we would set up a fund that can distribute those qualified charitable distributions is that we would get with you, figure out how you want to support that charity. Perhaps you want to send 10000 but you don't want to send 10000 all at once and you want to send it um, you know, 2500 at a time. We'd get with you, figure out how you want to distribute those funds, if it's every six months, if it's quarterly, and for whatever program that you want to support at that charity. Alternatively, if you want to support that charity's endowment, um, we have over 390 uh, local nonprofit endowment funds that we hold, so you can maybe distribute directly into their endowment fund. Alternatively, if it's a cause that you're more concerned Absolutely, about, sure. you could support one of our um, I funds. We have a number of I funds that support causes around the Oklahoma City community. So you can use those QCDs um, by partnering with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation in a number of different ways um, to support charities and local efforts. Good to know. Well, I'm, listen, you guys have been really, really helpful and uh, have, I guess, given our uh, our listeners uh, some really valuable tips on, on how they can make an impact in the community by using something uh, called a QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution. I want to thank both you, Julie Dice, and you, Laura Moon, of the Community Foundation here in Oklahoma City, uh, for being on the podcast today. What's the best way for uh, somebody to get in touch with one of your staff here at uh, OCCF? Um, You can get in contact with us uh, online at OCCF.org, or you can call us at our main number, 405-235-5603. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, I think that uh, you guys have given us some incredible information on uh, qualified charitable distributions. And uh, we really appreciate your insight. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Our next guest is Richard Updike. Mr. Updike is a longtime donor who has taken advantage of making QCDs. And we'd like to get his thoughts on why he likes to support his favorite charities this way. Richard Updike, welcome to Creating Impact Through Giving. Well, thank you. So first thing I want to do, uh, Mr. Updike, is, is... Ask you, how did you learn about qualified charitable distributions? What, what, how did that come to be? Well, we met with a financial advisor. My wife and I uh, were trying to get ready for retirement, and uh, we got a hold of a financial advisor. And uh, my wife was interested in giving something back. She was an RN, and uh, she was thinking about maybe starting a scholarship. Well, we didn't know anything how to do this. Anyway, the financial advisor introduced us to uh, Joe Carter. He came up and uh, he set out a program on what the uh, foundation does and how how weak it would affect us. Sure, absolutely. What attracted you then to decide to support your favorite charities by making a qualified charitable distribution? Well, as I said, um, my wife wanted to give back. And uh, the program, as outlined by Joe, was exactly what she was looking for. And so we talked about setting something up. However, uh, it never got around to it because my wife passed. And probably about two or three months after her passing, I was thinking to myself, you know, I need to get started on this. And that's how I got involved in uh, using the foundation to set up the scholarship. 
Okay. And they were very, they were very, very helpful in doing this. Fantastic. You know, one of the things that I'm getting from you guys is that you, you like to give back. You guys are the type that like to give back to the community and, and make things happen. And I, let's talk a little bit about that. Why, why is that? Well, she wanted to give back because one, when she went to nursing school, uh, she was on a scholarship. And so she decided that, you know, it happened to me. I want to pay it back. Well, after a passing, I decided that, you know, it's time to get off my, my butt and get something done because I promised her yeah. that we would do something. And so I initially uh, started with uh, two nursing scholarships, and that was from the uh, first uh, RMD, uh, both from her and my uh, retirement account. And that's how we got started. And as I say, the foundation has really helped us along, guiding us on uh, what would work and what wouldn't. That is outstanding. What's the name of the scholarship? that? Uh, it's the Lorene Ann Updike Nursing Scholarship. Okay. And this is uh, for future nurses out it, there? It's for future nurses. Uh, it's pretty broad in that uh, we didn't put a lot, I didn't put a lot of, uh, of requirements onto, onto the uh, scholarship. Uh, one, you had to have a 3.0 average. Uh, you had to uh, write a an essay on why you wanted to be a nurse. Absolutely. And uh, the third uh, restriction was juniors or seniors, because I figured as a uh, freshman or sophomore, uh, you weren't really committed. Absolutely. That's uh, right. So, so yep. anyway, uh, the other thing was that there was no requirement on resident, state residency and no requirement on where to go to school. So you could uh, you could be a resident of Florida and go to school in Montana. Got it. All right. So it's a little broad, and, and uh, well, this is fantastic. So, uh, and you were able to do all of this um, with funds from your retirement account, correct? That's correct. That's, um, that's a, a great way to do things and a great way to open up opportunities for people and give back, as you said earlier. You know, I know you worked with uh, Joe Carter and some of his team through your uh, professional advisor. How has that experience been, Mr. Updike, working with uh, the foundation? And, and tell me how that that process Well, worked. I can just uh, sum it up in one word. Okay. Extremely positive. Anything that I wanted to do, somebody would listen. And if it could be done, it was it was done. And so you started this uh, after your wife passed. Um, and th- this thing has been going strong ever since. Uh, how's it working? Excellent. Actually, I have no complaints. Uh, as I say, that uh, anytime I call down here, I get nothing but uh, positive uh, feedback. And uh, if I have any questions, everything is just answered uh, to more than my satisfaction. Excellent. I was going to ask you, before you actually you set this up, did you have any idea that you could actually take uh, funds from your IRA and, and, and turn this into something? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. I knew that prior to. Uh, our thing, my thing and my wife when we were talking about this is just how to do it uh, we knew that we could do it but we were trying to decide where the money would go okay anything else about uh, other charities that you might be interested in or you want to continue to focus in on this nursing scholarship and- well right now I just like to concentrate on the uh, nursing scholarship just to make sure that it's successful and the people that enroll in this are successful well, it sounds like uh, you've been uh, a mentor to a lot of people, and uh, it's kind of one of those angel deals where a lot of people get this scholarship. They may not even know who you are exactly. This is Mr. Updike, if you can't see it. He's uh, doing some angel wings for us right now. But, uh, man, we really appreciate you spending some time with us, uh, uh, really talking about your experiences, making qualified charitable distributions through your IRA. Um, 
Man, we really appreciate you, Mr. Updike, being on our podcast today. Thanks for being here. Sure. My pleasure. Well, that about wraps it up for us today. I want to thank all of you for listening, and we hope that we were able to bring some new light to this unique way of giving to your favorite charity by making a qualified charitable distribution through your IRA. Next month, join us again, and we're going to have a special one-on-one conversation with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation's new CEO, Trisha Finnegan. You know, Trisha has now been with the foundation for a little over six months, and we'd like to share some information with you on what she has learned about our community, how she'll continue to move the community foundation in a new direction, and the exciting and rewarding things that are happening all around us. I'd like to thank Julie Dice and Laura Moon of the Oklahoma City Community Foundation for being our guests today, as well as Mr. Richard Updike, one of our very generous donors to the foundation. And until then, I'm Dan Martell. We'll see you again on Creating Impact Through Giving. Creating Impact Through Giving is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, a nonprofit that works with donors to create charitable funds that benefit our community both now and in the future. For all episodes and more information, visit OCCF.org slash impact. Thanks for listening today, and I'd like to leave you with this. Everybody wants to create some kind of impact in your community. What would you like to do? Contact the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and let us help you turn your legacy into a reality today. See you next time.